you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Folks, my guest this evening is Ginger Volo. She grew up on television. I don't mean watching television. I mean from the age of 9 until 27, she appeared on her family's hit TLC reality shows, 19 Kids and Counting, and Counting On. She's an author whose books include her personal memoir, The Hope We Hold, and a children's book, You Can Shine So Bright. She now lives in Los Angeles with her husband, Jeremy, and their two daughters, Felicity Nicole, who's four, and Evangeline Joe, who is one. In her free time, she enjoys traveling, hiking, and anything to do with good food. We have asked her to come on the program today because she has a new book that is an important book for many people. It's titled Becoming Free Indeed, My Story of Disentangling Faith from fear. Ginger, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jim. Now, you are the sixth child in the famous Duggar clan, uh, and you know what it is to um, hear the gospel um, and believe the gospel, but have mm-hmm. some real confusion because, as you said, it was tangled up with some other stuff that is not the gospel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I was raised in a a Christian household, and so my parents pointed me to Jesus from an early age. And sadly, we were we got mixed up in um, teaching before I was even born. My parents um, started attending some of Bill Gothard's um, basic youth conflict seminars, Mm -hmm. and within those seminars, Bill Gothard taught a lot of things that were based on fear, manipulation, superstition, and control. And it was it was not based on the Bible, even though I would have grown up thinking, this guy's a Bible teacher. He mm-hmm. has um, the keys to life, the keys to success. And so I would follow his teachings um, wholeheartedly, believing that this was the answer for everyone's life problems. In fact, I've attended... Uh, two of those seminars over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to one of mm-hmm. the early ones uh, when he was meeting mm-hmm. just in moderate-sized churches, not even big churches. And, uh, and oh, I, wow. yeah. I, I went up and talked to him after one. I was a teenager at the time, but I just went up and I said, you know, you're saying a lot of really good things here, but you mix in some other stuff that really is not what Scripture says. It's just your opinion. He said, well, give me an example. And I said, well, some of your comments about music, for example. I said, hmm. you know, I, I just challenge you to ground that in Scripture. He said, well, you know, I don't have time to go into all that right now, but I'm, I'm, it, what I want everyone to do is go to the Scriptures, and if what I'm saying is not scriptural, you shouldn't follow it. Well, that sounds hmm. great, but for a lot of folks, it causes them to think, okay, I don't have to check it out. And a lot of people didn't. And one of the things he said that I thought was especially troubling 
and this was something he said later as the seminars were getting bigger. He said, even a person who doesn't know the Lord, who follows these principles, or a society that doesn't know the Lord but follows these principles, if they will follow these principles, they will have a much better life. They will not go to heaven on the basis of following these principles, Mm -hmm. but it's still the path to success. Well, yeah. that just that did not sound scriptural to me. I'm thinking the Apostle Paul <laughs> said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ Jesus, we are to be pitied more than all men. Because if you try yeah. and follow biblical principles and it turns out you don't know the Lord, uh, you are not going to be able to do what he says. And Mm -hmm. you might be able to do what Bill Gothard says, but you're not going to be able to honor the Lord. How much, how useful is legalism in controlling fleshly lusts, according to Paul in his letter to the Colossians? Not at all. Mm -hmm. He says it's of no use whatsoever. And you've seen that firsthand, haven't you? That is so true. Yes, I have. And you know what's interesting? That is such an interesting point because... I feel like that is the basis for Bill Gothard's ministry. He would tell so many stories that would grip you and engage mm-hmm. you. Think, wow! Like if I just avoid rock music, wow! If I just avoid certain um, clothes with sleeveless shirts, or I wear only skirts and dresses, this is going to gain me favor with God. Yeah. And it's it's almost you, we would have never said we believed in works based salvation, but at the same time, the way that he taught it was like, you do this, and God will be pleased with you, and you'll have a good life, apart from even being saved, like you said, which yeah. is just crazy. And in what I've seen, sadly, has been that pattern within um, the teaching. People who follow it closely, including, sadly, my own brother, mm-hmm. you'll have these um, people who feel like, okay, if I just do these certain things, I'm okay. Yeah. But true transformation comes from the inside out. When Jesus changes your heart in salvation, there's a change that happens that cannot happen anywhere else. It's not by doing any amount of good. It's not by putting on certain um, standards or having certain convictions against rock music or whatever it may be that will stop your flesh. It is a true transformation that only Jesus can do when he saves you. He gives you new desires, a new heart causes you to walk in his ways and obey him and um and it's not that we're going to be perfect which mm-hmm. i feel like phil gothard almost gave this picture of like what it means to be righteous and holy is doing these things right and so people felt like <clears throat> maybe this is something i can attain on my own and mm-hmm. they would miss the beauty of the gospel of jesus because they're looking to standards and not looking to jesus amen and so just so sad to see how many followed this guarantee for success and ended up totally ruined because of it? Amen. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm glad that you are warning people against that kind of legalism. And I am really glad that having been through the experiences that you had to walk through, you didn't do what so many people are doing and these days, and that is basically walking away from the faith. Because you recognized, and by God's grace, were able to discern the difference between the gospel, which is true, and which you'd also heard, and the false teaching that got mixed in and 
really pointed you away from Jesus, away from his cross and resurrection, and toward works. If you read the book of Galatians, you Mm -hmm. see, you know, that is the strongest rebuke. The Corinthians had a whole lot of problems. I I assure Mm -hmm. you they would have felt free to uh, do a bunch of things that would have scandalized not only Bill Gothard, but the rest of us. But as much as Paul rebukes them, it's not nearly as strong a rebuke as he gives the Galatians because the Galatians were being tempted to think they could earn it. They could do something to make themselves okay with God. Paul says, look, circumcision is nothing, but if you accept circumcision in order to try and justify yourself before God, you're cut off from Christ. That's that's as serious as it gets. And that's where I feel like, yes, and that's where I feel like Bill Gothard just, he was, he lined up when you read all of that, the Glacian errors, he, he was like right in line with that. Like as he fell into those things thinking, oh, this is going to, um, if you're circumcised, he would talk about that. Like it's mm-hmm. going to gain you, you know, like favor and, or if you're not like he would, he would say that life is a very delicate cause and effect sequence. Mm-hmm. So if you follow these principles, your life will be blessed. And if you don't, then it will be one disaster after another right. and that's just totally opposite of what scripture says amen and if you, if you read the whole book you know the whole bible you find that god delights in using people who mess up because we all mess up yes yes one of my that's favorite the beauty of the gospel is like yeah. is, is salvation is apart from it god chooses to use people who will fall and fail and sin but that's that's just the beauty in showing the greatness of God in salvation and in choosing to work through people who he knows are um, imperfect and we mm-hmm. will sin. But we see the grace of God in, in, in a bigger light in that sense because it's like if, if there was no need for salvation, if there was no need for even the Holy Spirit in our life, um, then it's, it's crazy because like we would rely on our flesh. And so... I think that's where Bill Gothard almost became, um, for me personally, like it almost became like my Holy Spirit. Like I would feel like, oh, I have all the answers to life's problems. If my kid rebel, if this happens, I can look at his seminars and find an answer for everything. So it kind of takes out the need for prayer, the need for um, reliance upon the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and um, working in my own heart and uh, praying about specifics and where I should go, what I should do. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting how it's almost replaced, and you, you start to rely on a man instead of on God. Yes. The Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But mm-hmm. for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Mm -hmm. Now, that is, you know, that is gospel. And it's not encouraging people to sin. It's not saying God doesn't really care what you do. What it's saying is, you're not saved by what you do. You're saved by Jesus. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's something I think that Bill Gothard totally missed because I think like even um, 
different passages that he would totally overlook where it's like, well, how are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, right. God forbid. How, how should we or dead to sin live any longer therein? He would say, like, you have to put up so many barriers. Otherwise, like, the gospel is not good enough to keep you from sinning. And so let me help you. Yes. And we as believers, our hearts are changed from the inside out where we desire righteousness, holiness, and we want to please God. But he, he just didn't think that was enough, which is so, so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if you go back and you look at uh, the Garden of Eden, God told them, told Adam anyway, <clears throat> that you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. That's God's word in verse 17 of Genesis 2. But when Eve gets tempted, it's interesting what she says. We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Already additional rules were being added to what God had said. And if you know the rest of that story, it didn't turn out real well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When we start adding to what God has said and claiming that it's from him, that's bad. Now, we, we have rules here at our children's home in Tennessee where we say, for instance, the kids have to take off their shoes when they're going in the house. And, uh, mm-hmm. But we repeatedly tell the kids in their student handbook when they get here and from time to time as we're talking about rules and so forth, we don't ask you to take off your shoes or tell you to take off your shoes because this is holy ground. We're trying to preserve the carpets and make it easier to keep everything clean. This is not a religious rule. This is a logistical, practical practice, Mm -hmm. and don't get confused about the two. There are rules in the handbook like don't lie, don't steal. Those are not our rules. Those are God's rules. But there are other rules, for instance, and you'd love this one growing up in your background. All We have a pool here, a nice swimming pool. We also take mm-hmm. kids to the river to swim. We tell them everyone has to wear a lined one-piece swimsuit. Now, the reason mm-hmm. is not because we believe if you're really a Christian and you want to follow Jesus, you can't wear a two-piece. And we tell the kids mm-hmm. that. That's not why that's not the basis of the rule the basis of the rule is sometimes what's a modest swimsuit at the start of the season is not a modest swimsuit on a growing young teen uh, at the end of the mm-hmm. season and so instead of having to have everybody every time we're going to swim somewhere come in the room and do a little fashion show so we can decide whether or not that passes the modesty test we're just going to tell you we're a lined one-piece swimsuit and uh, the re- I had to add the word lined to it because we had a lovely young Christian here who was wearing a one-piece swimsuit that when she came up out of the pool basically amounted to body paint. And, you know, I, I just thought, ah, that's not helpful. So mm-hmm. I, I went back home from yeah. the pool. She came over, gave me a hug. I went up to the house and I said, honey, we're going to have to add the word lined to the handbook. <laughs> Because, again, it wasn't like, oh, no, she sinned. Oh, no, I sinned by seeing her. No. She was precious and innocent and 
needed mm-hmm. to have a line swimsuit. Mm-hmm. You follow? Yes, totally. I think that's so important whenever kids especially see that, okay, I I see what rules are gods and what, what rules um, are just, you know, opinions from somebody because when those lines become blurred, I sadly saw, you know, somebody who were raised in the same system as me yes. be so confused about that. And I yes. think that's where so many of them would throw out the baby with the bathwater because it's just too much. They can't figure out what is God's rule, what is man's opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, like, that's been the exact journey. It's been disentangling truth from error instead of just throwing off as many people are today, you know, deconstructing because they're like, well, I'm so confused about what the Bible actually says, or I've been harmed by someone in the church. Sadly, that happens a lot. Yes. And so many of these young people are growing up and just, okay, forget it. I'm just going to tear my face down to the studs, never to build it up again. And they end up in such a bad place because they're confused about what is Bible teaching and what is man's opinion. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's, such uh, an important distinction to make. Well, you had a brother-in-law who was a credible Christian wanting to follow Mm -hmm. Jesus. He was committed to the Bible, but he did not share all those beliefs that you'd been indoctrinated with and assumed were true. And he was an influence on you. And then there was a pastor named Jeremy who also, <laughs> yes. also caused you yes. to see that your life had been built on rules rather than God's word. You ended up mm. um, marrying Jeremy. I did. I ended up marrying that pastor. Um, it was really cool how God worked that out because my now brother-in-law, Ben, he was just talking to my sister, and they were getting to know each other, and I was kind of there as like a chaperone in the circle of the chaperone. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time if we were in a relationship. So I was kind of like along the, along, you know, with them and um, spent a lot of hours in the car with my sister and brother-in-law. And so they would talk about differences in um, scripture and where my brother-in-law Ben saw things in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. Like I got to be hearing these conversations and I realized that Ben had a different way of reading the Bible than I had heard. Mm-hmm. So he would not just verse and make it say whatever he wanted to. He mm-hmm. would explain it in context with the scriptures right. open. And that was something that was really amazing to be a part of. And it started to like challenge my view because I saw his family, his family did things a little different than us and yet they were, they loved Jesus. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then later on just, not shortly, you know, shortly after that, uh, my now husband, Jeremy, was friends with my brother-in-law, Ben, and I saw that he had that same commitment to the Word of God, letting the Word of God speak. He loved Jesus. It wasn't just this thing that he would say, but it was, like, truly genuine from his heart. I knew this guy is committed to the Bible. Mm -hmm. So whenever we started talking, my dad said, I want you to go through 60-plus hours at Bill Gothard's teaching, and that way you can... Um, hear kind of more what we think and believe. Mm-hmm. And my husband now, he was just so clueless. He had never heard of the teachings really. And uh, so he starts listening to some of these teachings and we started listen, listening to some together. Initially, he's kind of like, okay, he has some interesting things to say. 
Maybe it's more like philosophical, mm-hmm. but he's, he's just not a Bible teacher. I think right. kind of like what you said, you notice, like, how do you get there with music? How does the Bible actually talk about these specifics? Is this Bible? No, it's not. So that's what he started to notice. And then the deeper in you get, I think you realize like, wow, he's going so much further than the Bible. He's taking one verse, making it say whatever he wants it to say. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of his seminar, he's having people pray and make a vow to God to keep this principle that mm-hmm. is not based in scripture. Right. So I think Jeremy started to see it was more problematic than it was helpful. Mm-hmm. And so he and I, we were walking through this and we would just pause like every 20 seconds almost <laughs> like, what did he say? Now let's open the Bible. What does God's word say? Amen. And me, that is what I'm committed to. I want to see if something's based in the Bible. And once I saw it wasn't those, those rules just kind of like, fall off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I want to love Jesus. I want to please the Lord. And so what does that mean? Yes. And what does scripture actually say? And so being committed to the word of God is what actually brought me freedom. Well, and I want folks to hear that loud and clear. You are not someone who decided, well, you know, you really can't trust the Bible. No, you can <laughs> trust the Bible Mm -hmm. because you can trust God and that's his word and his word does not change. What you can't do, read the end of the book of Revelation, is add to the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we tell the kids regarding the swimsuit issue here, we are not saying that anyone who doesn't wear a lined one-piece swimsuit is sinning against God. We're saying as a matter of practicality, in order to make it easier for you to be not in a controversial situation, we want you to wear a lined mm-hmm. one-piece swimsuit when you're here. And and the kids right. get that. They get that. Yep. It takes a while. There's a difference there. Yep. Absolutely. And there's a difference between, um, like, this is just practicality, this is the situation we're in, mm-hmm. as opposed to making it a matter of everyone's heart before God and their conscience and, oh, I know you did this because, you know, you're, you're sinning against God. I think there is, that's such a healthy distinction to be made. Um, and yeah, I think that's what's needed in so many, in so many circles, so many churches, sadly. Um, it can be, you know, there's so much overstep that can happen whenever yeah. you have a teacher who is claiming to speak for God, but doesn't. And if distinctions aren't made, it can be so confusing for kids raised in that system. Yes. Folks, I want to recommend this book, Becoming Free Indeed, My Story of Disentangling Faith from Fear. And that is a wonderful resource for people who are wrestling with this. You who are listening, some of you may have come out of a legalistic background and you're wondering, I don't want to sin against God by breaking these rules, but where are they found in the Bible? Please keep asking that question and Open your Bible to see, and open this book, Becoming Free Indeed, and you'll find that there are some very helpful things in there for you as well. Now, we're talking about a New York Times bestseller. (laughs) I think Ginger has given the body of Christ a wonderful gift, and I think the Lord has given the body of Christ a wonderful gift in Ginger and in Jeremy. And I pray God's blessing on you and your family. And I hope that God is going to continue to use your witness in order to help other people find that they can trust God's word and repent 
and believe the good news. So, Ginger, mm-hmm. thank you again so much for coming on the broadcast. Thank you so much, Jim, for having me. Abiding in Christ with Pastor Jim Wood is listener-supported. If you would like to help, please get a pen and paper so that I can give you our contact information. You can make a difference in the lives of those who hear this message and the lives of children at Wears Valley Ranch. We are grateful for gifts of any amount. Please visit us online at wvr.org. That's wvr.org. Or send in a donation to Wears Valley Ranch at 100 One Fine Place, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. That's Wears Valley Ranch at 100 One Fine Place, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.